Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Today, we're so blessed that you're joining us. And today is part two and the conclusion of a truly great and interesting interview with the author of Making Money God's Way, Pastor Winston Greer. Pastor Greer has been teaching us how to achieve financial abundance while living righteously in accordance with God's word. Praise the Lord. Today is the conclusion of our interview, so if you missed any of part one, go back and catch up. Amen. Let's jump back into the interview now with Pastor Winston Greer as he's showing us how to make money God's way. Let's talk about your book a little bit, Making Money God's Way. Why did you write this book at this time and why publish it now? The reason why I wrote this book <clears throat> was to increase kingdom influence, reduce setbacks for business owners. I wanted to be able to teach and coach other business owners and, and even individuals with personal finance. I, I even talk about a chapter in there about money management. My whole purpose was to help people, be a blessing to people. We're now in the inflation. We're now just coming out of a pandemic. We're having some trying moments and, 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 and everybody's are, are feeling the pain points of their finances. Uh, things are costing twice as much as it was. Fuel is high. And, and, and I said, man, this is a good time to publish. Go ahead and publish this book. I had got up to about 300 pages and I said, I need to publish this book now. The time is right now to publish this book so that I can be able to help people. I talk about in my book, I talk about loans that are not, not profitable for businesses, not profit, profitable for individuals. I talk to people about staying away from title loans that, 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 that makes you have to pay so many interest. And I talk about a lot of working capital loans that drag you down, drag your business down based on my experience uh, as a business owner. And so I published this book so I can be a blessing to people, so I can touch somebody, so so that I can help somebody. And if we're going to be Christians, we got to be Christ-like. And one thing about Christ, every time he was around somebody, he touched them. The lady with, with the issue of blood was healed. The blind man began to see. The lame man began to walk. Every time he was around somebody, he did something to influence a blessing on them to help them. And I said, God, I want to be just like Christ. I want to help somebody else. I want to help another business owner or another person that's struggling financially. I want to help them so that I can be a blessing to them. Amen. Amen. And, and you share scriptures in your book to help guide business owners. I mean, how do you use these scriptures in your book? And what's one of the most favorite scriptures that you share with business leaders? One of my favorite scriptures is first seek you the kingdom of God and everything else shall be added unto you. Amen. That's one of my favorite scriptures. If you let God lead the way, if you seek God for direction, had I seek God for direction, I never would have, I never would have bought those stolen tires because one thing about God, he's going to come to you. The Bible said the Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance. It'll teach you all things. And so when, when, when I got those stolen tires, God said, are you going to buy those tires? Mm -hmm. And see, here's the thing. 
God going to always give us a choice. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it began with Adam and Eve. And, and he's not going to make me not buy those tires. He said, are you going to buy those tires? Mm-hmm. Are you going to buy those? Are you really going to buy those stolen tires? And so that's what God tried to do. He, the Holy Spirit is going to always cover us and show us what direction we should go, mm-hmm. what direction we should turn. And so that scripture, first seek the kingdom of God and everything else should be added to you. It, it, it's what really, really, really have been a blessing to me as a business owner is because I learned to do things God's way. And when I start doing things God's way, when I start doing things in alignment with God, God started increasing my favor, favor, giving me divine favor. I, I, I had an experience one time where I filed bankruptcy. Right after the recession, I filed bankruptcy. And my business was so slow. I had got three months behind on my payments. And that day I had to go to court. They had told me that if, if I didn't pay my, my, my full amount of money, that they were going to take all of my, my rollbacks, my trucks, and I even had put personal vehicles on there for, for personal guarantee on my loan, on my business loan. And so that day, I didn't have no money. I was sitting on the porch and I said, God, you promised me that you wasn't going to fail me. Can you explain to me why I'm about to lose everything? Why I'm about to lose my business? Why I'm about to lose my car? And God said to me, get up and finish your faith. Get up and finish your faith. And, and, and I proceeded that God was saying, go on the court broke with no money, which didn't make no sense to me. If I don't have no money, they're going to know I don't have no money, no need of me going. But God said, get up and finish your faith. So I decided to go to court. When I got there, my attorney asked me, he said, do you have the money that they requested? I said, no, sir, I don't have it. He said, you know, they've already said they're going to repossess everything if you don't have the money. I said, yeah, I know they said that. They called me up in court and called my name and the judge. She said to my attorney, do your client have his full payment? He said, no, Your Honor, he don't have his full payment. She held her head down and she held her head back up and she said, Winston, I'm going to give you 90 days to catch that payment up. I was walking out of the courtroom with tears in my eyes. I experienced divine favor. Divine favor is to get special treatments from God, even when Amen. you don't even deserve it. Yeah. I experienced divine favor. I was walking out the courtroom and the attorney, attorney grabbed my arm. I don't think he know how aggressive he grabbed my arm. He said, do you know her? I said, no, sir, I don't know her. He said, are you sure you don't know her? I said, no, I don't know her. He said, I've been coming to her for 15 years and she's never done this before. He said, she's never done this before. Are you sure you don't know? I said, no, I don't know her. And I was complaining to God about why you didn't let me get half the money on the way to the courts. God, you should allow, let me get half the money. It would at least show some form of good, good faith that at least I'm trying. But I didn't have no money. I was When I say debt broke, I was debt broke. I didn't have anything. And when I was going back home, God said, I didn't let you get no money. And I didn't let you get half of the money because I didn't want you to think that that helped you out. He said, I wanted you to go and experience an opportunity in life and in business where I'm all you have. And sometimes when I'm all you have, I'm all you need. And that day I experienced divine favor. I experienced God just stand up for me, even when I didn't even deserve that. God still was standing up for me. And so that was just a, a, a moment right there for me, man, where I just seen God just, just uphold my business. I should have lost everything that day. That day I should have lost everything. But when you seek God and you're connected to God, now here's the thing about this. There's something that we have to do. That's a part that we have to play as well. Mm-hmm. I could have been stubborn and just said, I'm not going to court. But the Bible said faith without works is dead. Yeah. And so there's a part that I still had to play. And that was, I had to go to court 
I had to drive down there, even though it, in the natural, it looked as stupid of me to go to court just to tell the people I didn't have no money to give. But God was showing me, had I not showed up at all, I would have automatically lost everything. Yeah. And so God wanted me to go so I can experience supernatural power, so I can experience the glory of God just stand up for me and my business. And, and, and that's why I, I talk to people about making money God's way. It's about persevering in the face of adversity. Mm-hmm. Having faith in God, trusting God, even when things seem dim, still trusting God. And because I've trusted God, I've been in business now 17 years when Praise I should have went out of business eight years ago. And that's because I trusted God. Amen. Praise God. That'll preach, brother. Glory to God. Amen. You know, and, and it's, you know, just showing up. You know, when you show up, God shows off. That's right. And, and if you didn't show up, that would have been it. Just like That's you right. said, that would have been it. You know, and, and, you know, that, that reminded me of, you know, Moses, go talk to Pharaoh. Who am I to go talk to Pharaoh? You know, <laughs> That's thing, right. He right? said, just show up. I'll show off, you know, but, it, you know, it, it, you know, he was clear across the desert. I mean, every step he took, he took by faith. I'm going to go talk to Pharaoh and get my people free every single step. You know, but yeah, praise God. That's a great. And, and, and let me say this to your, your listeners. We always talk about the scripture, Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding and all that ways acknowledge him. And so at that moment, it didn't make sense to me in my mind. But trusting God in all our ways and acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. We, even when things don't make sense to us. Yeah. We still have to be obedient to God. Yeah, we gotta trust God. We gotta trust God. Even it's so many people that 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 have thrown in the towel on their business because they didn't they didn't believe that God could bring them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's so many people that that have let that have have, have called the, the people to come pick their car up because they didn't believe that God would provide them with the money in a timely manner. Yeah, Amen, Amen. That is so true. You know. Yeah, when we first started our radio station, you know, I, I we shared before the recording began, you know, God told me, make it so affordable, no pastor can say they can't do it. I said, okay, how much you want me to charge? He said, make it free. I'm like, free? I mean, you know, there's expenses involved with this, right, God? <laughs> <Type thing. laughs> they said, just trust me. And the first five years, we didn't charge anybody anything. We just relied on God to provide. And well, since 2009 to this day, I mean, we, we do charge now because we do a lot more stuff, right? But uh, the the charges are way less than what they pay for radio. But anyway, uh, from that day to this, there is not one month that's ever gone by where the budget hasn't been met. And our budget has exploded exponentially, I guess you could say, as far as expenses go, right? But from day one, God said, just trust me for the provision. And he's provided every step of the way, you know, and, and, and that's what he'll do. God will provide for us. Amen. And, you know, one day I asked God and, and I want to share this. It, it's humorous because Jesus has a way of making you humble without making you feel bad. Right. And one day when when we were being rated number one in the world and all that, and I was being invited to speak at churches because they want to be on the radio and they want to tell their people what's going on and stuff. And I was like, God, you know, why me? Why, why did you bless me with this? And his response was, you weren't my first choice. 
<laughs> you know? and, I, and I was like, oh, 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 I, I, I wasn't your first choice. I said, no, but you were the first one that obeyed. I was like, ooh, where's wow. the key right there? God says, I desire obedience rather than sacrifice. That's know? right. And sometimes I wonder, you know, I wonder how many, you know, I mean, people that were able to do, remember what I, I told you, I said, I had to, my first broadcast was on a flip cell phone on a free website. I didn't have a website, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people that were established in this stuff just passed it up. Mm-hmm. But he said, you know, the reason this is happening is because you were the first one that obeyed. I was like, mm, that's amazing. I never forgot that message. Never wow. forgot. Oh. Amen. Obedience is better than sacrifice. That's a great message. Amen. So you count you in your book, you emphasize you need to count the cost, the true cost. And we talked about the tires, but you know, it's more than just a profitable return on investment. Can you share a little bit more about this with our listeners? My daughter came to me one time and she said, Dad, I would like you to go to my honest day program. And I said, babe, I got so much business to take care of, but mom's going to be there. And she said, dad, I know mom's going to be there. Mom is always there. He said, I would like for you to participate in some of my accomplishment and be a part of these things that I've done. And it's only once or twice a year. When my daughter told me that, it really, really hurted me to see that my, my daughter was seeing how many times I wasn't there at the mo- her most important times in her life. Yeah. As business owner, we're always doing our bookkeeping and, and we're watching our numbers, we're counting the costs and we're making sure that we're getting a good return on our investment. But at that moment, I realized I, I wasn't getting a good return on my investment because when you're operating your business based off kingdom principles, you don't neglect your children. You don't neglect things that God has given you stewardship over. Exactly, yeah. It doesn't matter how rich I am if I have a poor relationship with my children, mm-hmm. doesn't matter how rich I am. If I have a poor relationship with my wife or I have a poor relationship with God. And so in that chapter, I talk about, are you getting a good return on your investment? Don't just count the money and say, Hey, yeah, I'm doing great. You need to count everything because God wants us to be complete and whole in every area of our life. Yeah. If you're operating a business and, and, and it's it's got you on the verge of, to snap, you, you're always mentally overwhelmed. You, you, you're having to pop pills so that you can get some sleep. You don't have no peace. You got to ask yourself, am I getting a good return on my investment? Because God said, I give you peace. That's the past all understanding. And so if, if, if your, your business is affecting if your business or your job is affecting your health or your peace, then you're out of alignment with God. You're not getting a good return on your investment because God said, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. Mm-hmm. If you're not in good mental health, then you're not getting a good return on your investment. And so counting the cost is about counting the cost as a whole. We don't just stop and see, well, I made $25,000 profit. But I haven't spent any time with my kids all week. I haven't made made it to none of my son's game. I haven't made it to none of my daughter's chili games. I haven't made it to none of, none of their recitals. And so we have to count the true costs and make sure that we're getting a good work-life balance. Yeah. Because God said, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he don't depart. Amen. Now, training, when you're training somebody, training requires time. 
And so we have to make sure that we don't get so caught up in our business that we don't put any time in with our family and things that are most important to us because when they're gone, money can't bring them back. That's right. And so that's, that's right. what counting the true cost is all about. Mm-hmm. Amen. That is so true. And, and you know, we all make mistakes. I mean, that, there's no doubt about it. I know I've, <clears throat> I've made a lot of mistakes over the years, right? Especially when right I was in business. Yeah, especially when I was in business, you know, about 30 years ago. Uh, can you share one of the biggest mistakes that you've made in business and as a business owner and as a Christian? One of the biggest mistakes I made in business as a business owner, Christian, I would say the, the experience where I purchased those those stolen tires. Mm-hmm. I had a mistake I made where I put a, a customer out of my shop because they were being rude to me and they were just being rude to my employees. And I feel like as a, as a believer in a Christian that I kind of fail. And I talk about in my chapter about how to deal with rude customers and I talk about it from a perspective as when we operate a, a kingdom business, God is going to send us tests as, as, as believers. And I failed a test. Mm-hmm. When I should have been showing love, when I should have been giving grace and mercy, when I should have stayed humble, I got it because I own the place. I ran a customer away that was having a tough day. Sometimes customers are just having a bad day. Uh, Sometimes they're having some some problem with their children. Sometimes they have some problem in their marriage. They had a bad day on their job. And and sometimes they just need somebody to just encourage them, show them some love, and and just talk to them. And I didn't do it as a Christian and a believer. I didn't do it. What I did was I put the lady out. She was having a bad day, and she, she was rude, but I put her out. But it wasn't what God wanted me to do. And God began to remind me how when, when Jesus was on the cross, they spit on him, they persecuted him, they called him everything but a child of God. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Amen. And that's Amen. that chapter when I talk about how to deal with rude customers, I talk about it from the perspective of put yourself in Christ's shoes. Mm-hmm. Christ was humiliated. Christ was embarrassed. They embarrassed him. Mm-hmm. Naked on the cross. And regardless of what they did to him, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's right. And so Amen. I want to encourage business owners to don't allow, don't allow rude customers to pull you away from God. Don't allow rude customers to not allow you to pass God's test. Mm-hmm. Because it's only a test, and we got to learn how to pass it. They always say customers is, all, is always right, but even when you got a kingdom business, they're absolutely right when, when you have a kingdom business because you got you to gotta show love. The, the, the Bible said, do good to them that despitefully use you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love your enemies when they're talking about you. And so we got it, – it's hard. We're always talking about Scripture, but when it came to that Scripture, I failed. As a business owner, I failed. I even got in a heated argument with her. I failed as a business owner. I, I failed as a business owner. I failed God. And, and that's one of the experiences that, that I wish I could have taken back. And I said, man, I went home that whole day. I said, 
I failed God. I didn't pass my test. I didn't pass my test. I didn't, I didn't show her any love. I didn't show her any compassion. I didn't find out the lady may just have had a bad day. And it's been probably seven, eight years ago. I finally got a chance to see her about five years ago. And I began to just have that opportunity to apologize to her and just let her know that, that I was sorry, that I shouldn't have uh, said the things that I said. And ever since then, she's been back doing business with me. Uh, but at that moment, man, I failed, man. I failed. I, I, I didn't, I, I just, I just didn't do, I, I didn't represent God well. And so I talk about how to deal with rude customers from the perspective of Christ. And I think that would be very, very encouraging to people because we're going to experience rude customer either in person, by email, by phone, on social media. And we got to learn how to deal with these people. Yeah. We can't, we can't act like the world. We got to learn how to deal with these people. And so as Christians, we got to make sure that we're mindful that we're on an assignment for God and we have to pass that test. Amen. Amen. That's good. Now, you also have a chapter titled, Be Indebted to No One Except to One Another in Love. And I know that sounds good, right? But many business owners are not operating that way. I didn't operate that way when I had my business. And the mindset's always been, of I have to go get a business loan and stuff like that. Share some information about this chapter with us and how it can be applied to those who are just starting out in business. That chapter, is it talks about the importance of making sure that when you do get a loan, if you have to get one, that it's, that it's, good, it's good that loan. I, bought, I got a loan one time. I got $50,000 working capital loan and had to pay $85,000 back in nine months. Hmm. They drafted, I think, over $600 out of my account every day. And that was uh, one of the most expensive loans I ever gotten before. And, and the loan was only to benefit the loan officer. Yeah. It, it, it does nothing for the business owner. And I believe that God don't want us going in that type of debt. He don't want us working uh, just to give somebody $35,000 profit out of your business in nine months, mm -hmm. just, just for a loan. And so I talk about the importance of staying away from, 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 from loans that are, that are too expensive and expenses. I talk about making sure that God is saying, get a loan as well, because sometimes we'll get a loan with it when we, when we, when we don't need it. And I share a story in my book, when I got ready to get married and my, me and my wife budget was about $20,000 and we had to pay the full balance. We, we did it in about a year. We had to pay the full balance in um, a month before the wedding. And at that point we hadn't paid, but about $4,000 still had $16,000 balance six weeks um, coming into the wedding. We had about $16,000 balance. And so my wife came to the shop and she said, um, babe, we're going to have to get a loan. And I said, babe, I can't get a loan. God, God promised me that when I get ready to get married, that I wasn't going to have to get a loan. And she said, we're only six weeks away from the wedding. I said, yeah, but God promised me I wasn't going to have to get a loan. And right after that, that week, I made about nine grand. The following week, I made about nine or 10 grand. And I paid my wedding bill off. Now, had I got a loan, there was no reason for God to do anything yeah. exceptional for me. There was no reason yeah. for God to open up the windows of heaven and pull me out of blessing. But because I stood on God's word, I saved myself from getting a loan and paying interest when, yeah. when I could just sometimes we got to just wait on God. 
Sometimes we got to just trust God. Sometimes we'll just try to fix things on our own. And I like the way God fixed it because me and my wife were going to go to Murder Beach, South Carolina and do our honeymoon there for three days. It was a, a very, very affordable place to go. We were going to drive. But God done so much for me in those six weeks that me and my wife was able to go to Florida, stay for seven days. Uh, and we just really, really enjoyed ourselves. Um, we was able to, I was able to pay up bills for a whole month. Praise and yeah. when I tell you, I'm just grateful that I didn't get that loan because I would have put myself in, 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 in a bind. And I seen some, some, I seen some extreme numbers just because I waited on God and I trusted God. And so I, I, I try to encourage people to make sure that they know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. Uh, not, and when I say that, try not try to get as many scholarships as you can. You want to be yeah. educated in your business, but try to get as many scholarships and grants as you can. Try to try to stay away from loans. There's so many students that that's in debt uh, from being in college. It's a lady that told me she's been out of school now 15 years and she's still paying for a loan. She's been out of school 15 years. And so I just try to encourage people in, in, in that chapter to make sure Amen. that they're staying away from expensive debt. That's going to be a hindrance to their life. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And you also have a chapter on Jaira and, you know, let's say you are enough. How can that apply to businesses today as well? Sometimes you're not going to have the capital you need to grow your business like you want it to. Sometimes you may not have the credit. And sometimes you might not have the customers in the traffic. And I was talking to God and said, God, I don't have enough. I don't have enough to, 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 to complete my vision like I want to. And God began to show me, and I was reading the scripture later on that evening when the man had two fish and five loaves of bread, and he brought it to Jesus. He said, Jesus, we don't have enough to feed all these people. We got five, we got 5,000 people out here to feed, but we only have two fish and five loaves of bread. And Jesus said, bring it to me. And, and, and Jesus multiplied it where they fed two fish and five loaves of bread and fed 5,000 people. Mm. And God began to just show me where I'm, I, I'm enough. I'm all you need. As, as long as you got me on your team, as long as you got me as a partner, I, I'm going to be enough to be able to make sure that you be able to maintain, that you be able to, to, to operate your business like you need to. And, and, and when I was on the bankruptcy, I saw God being enough in my life. Man, I, man. I, 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 before I filed bankruptcy, I had credit where I could buy my tires on credit. After I filed bankruptcy, I couldn't do it anymore. This guy came to me one time. I went to a shop. And he know that I do road service 24-7 for semi-tires. He said, take my key to my shop. He said, anytime you need any tires, you come out here and you get whatever you need. And you just let me know what you done got. And this guy extended credit to me when I was on the bankruptcy. Not only did he extend credit, I didn't even ask him for it. He gave me a key to his shop. He had 12 stores. He gave me a key to his, his shop. And when I didn't have enough credit, I had enough God that he would, that he would touch somebody's heart to open up a line of credit for me. Not only to get, not only just a line of credit, but he trusted me with his key to his shop to go yeah. and get what I was going to get and make sure that I wasn't going to take anything from him. And mm -hmm. I've experienced that with two shops now um, since I since I've uh, been in business. And those are the things that God will do for you when you don't have credit. 
God will provide for you. God will open up the opportunity for you. God, will, God, God and, I, and, and I told my wife, I was just, I, sometimes it scares me how good God is. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It does. It scares me how good God is. I said, man, I, said, I told my wife, I said, he give me the key to his shop. And, and, and said, go get whatever you got to have. Go get it. If I'm closed, go get whatever you got to have. And, and that's just amazing. And, and that chapter is just to, to remind people that Jairus is enough. That, don't get discouraged when you don't have the capital you need. Don't get discouraged when you don't have the credit. Don't get discouraged because you feel like you should you, you should have more. Because God going to make sure that you got more than enough. Amen. He's going to make sure that you have more than enough. Amen. Amen. Pastor Winston, this has been so interesting. How can someone obtain a copy of your book, Making Money God's Way? Is it on Amazon? My book is on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. They also can go to my website, www.makingmoneygodsway.com, and they can purchase that book there as well. But it's all over Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And I'm very, very grateful for anybody who, who, who purchased my book. And I hope that it'll be a blessing to your business and be a blessing to your individual life. Amen. Amen. Pastor, you also help Christians to plan and start their businesses according to God's method of operating a business scripturally. How can someone reach out to you if they're interested in this type of training and service? How can they get in touch with you? They can go on my website, www.wealthandkingdom.com, and they can follow me on that website. And they have all the information there on the services page of all the services that we offer. Amen. Amen. I'll put all the links to this down in the show notes below. Folks, Pastor Winston Greer has, by God's guidance, created this book for such a time as this that we're living in today. Who knew, other than God, that when he published this book, our economic climate would be nosediving into the chaos that we're witnessing today. But it didn't take God by surprise. That's why he led Pastor Greer to write this book and why he's helping people, men and women just like you, to overcome lack and learn how to make money God's way. Amen. I want to encourage you to reach out to Pastor Winston Greer by using the links down below. Be sure to get your copy of his great book, Making Money God's Way, right now. Just click the link right there in the show notes. Get this book in your hands as fast as possible. Even if you don't have a business of your own right now, the principles still apply to your daily life. Amen. Order your copy right now today. Don't wait till I'll do it later because you know as well as I do, the devil's going to try and distract and you're going to forget all about it. Click the link right now while you're listening to us. Praise God. Pastor, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the program and join us today. I do appreciate it. And I know someone somewhere was blessed by your message this day. I thank you, Pastor, for having me. I thank you for this opportunity. Amen. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. Pastor Winston Greer and myself is Pastor Bob Reminder, and you be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a 
message that needs to be heard. Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcasts. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success. Thank you.